Hello, friends. Welcome to It Is Well, a podcast created to help you on your daily walk with God. Whether you are fighting anxiety, fear, depression, or any other kind of situation in your life, this podcast is for you. I'm so excited you're here. My name is Priscilla Foster, and I pray this podcast is a safe space for you to feel like you're not alone and where you can be reminded that God is for you, He loves you, and that I believe in you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of It Is Well. My name is Priscilla, I am your host, and I'm so happy you're here. You could have picked any podcast in the world to listen to, but the fact that you took time out of your morning, your afternoon, your lunch break, your drive home from work, whatever it is that you may be doing right now to listen to this little nugget in the podcast sphere, it's just, it's such an honor to me. Uh, Kind of a side note, but today is my birthday. I'm 28 years old today, and what better way to start a new lap around the sun than to be sitting here talking to you? Um, I have been praying for weeks and weeks what this uh, first episode, this episode one should look like. Um, Should it be a breakdown of what the podcast will be? Should it be an intro of myself? Uh, And I thought I had an idea of what episode one would look like, and I even recorded the episode And I thought I had it all spelled out and all together and was ready. Uh, But God took me on a ride this past week. And here we are with episode one redone. Uh, Something I want to talk about today is something that's been on my heart for a few weeks now. Uh, Back in November, I was in a small group at my church and we were wrapping up our small group semester for the fall. And one thing that was emphasized in the group was there is room at the table for you. And that thought struck me. And out of that thought and everything I kind of went through in the following weeks came this particular episode. In the Christian world, we often see so many people with so many talents. Some have more talents than others, and some have what we might think is the best talent in the mix. They sing the prettiest. They are production extraordinaires. They can speak and preach so eloquently, all of which are amazing talents to have, and they seem to fit so well. And it's not until recently that I really started to feel like I fit in somewhere. I've I've lived my whole life of trying to find belonging, whether it's in a ministry or in a group. And I think that's something that we all desire. We we want to feel included and we want to feel like we matter, that our talents can come in and be part of the greater good, that our talents can be a part of the larger group of talents that we all see, that we can just find a place. And there are some whose talents speak really loudly and are very obvious. But there are some talents that we have to actually, you know, be brave and say, hey, I know how to do this, or I would love to contribute in this way by doing that. Some things people don't know or see unless we present the opportunity to share. Personally, I'm not a person who says anything about my giftings. 
There are some people who still don't know that I can play piano. There are still some people who don't know that I can make graphics or have an eye for lighting because I'm not one to just say it. I've always been afraid to just step out and say, oh, I can do this, or I know how to play piano, or hey, did you know that I know how to make graphics? Um, My obvious talent is that I can sing, but there are some other things that I do know how to do that are talents that I have that people might not know that I have because I'm not brave enough to just say, hey, I know how to do that. And of course, this podcast is going to really talk about finding freedom from anxiety from a scriptural standpoint. And part of what makes us not be brave enough to talk about the talents that we have is that we do have some kind of anxiety and fear of rejection. And I have a huge fear of rejection, like it's as big as the state of Texas. And there have been countless times in my life that I have been passed over or ignored, or I've been told, and I quote, no, 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 no. Just like that in one sentence. No lie. It was literally just like that. And it was because an idea was being received the wrong way because, you know, everyone has their own issues and and things. So I remember that because the sting of rejection cuts me so deep and I remember the pain that came with it, I just don't say anything. I just hide my talent because it's like, why should I try to put myself out there when I have this huge risk of rejection? And with rejection comes pain and with pain comes a sting and a memory and I don't want to go through that again. And when that happens, the enemy comes in and says, there's no room for you. He says, look at them. You're the complete opposite of them. You're too loud. You're too opinionated. They are exactly what everyone needs and no one needs you. Sorry, all the seats are taken. There's no room. All of which are lies, complete and total lies. And when we're at our most vulnerable, we convince ourselves that it's true, that there isn't room for us and no one needs us and our talent, or what we have to give. I'll just share a little bit about myself. Um, I grew up in a minister's home, and I wish I could tell you that it was amazing and wonderful and all sunshine, but I would be lying if I said that. I was in ministry at a very young age, and if you take being a pastor's kid and being a middle child and being involved heavily in ministry at a young age, and you put them all on someone who has a huge need to please, then out of all of that, you would get me. That was just me. I literally craved acceptance from anyone and anything. And I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted to make sure that no one thought anything bad about me. I thought that if I worked at it hard enough, then finally I would reach acceptance. That if I changed myself from the inside out, then I would be this image that everyone wanted and boom, I would finally be accepted. I would finally earn my seat at the table. But that wasn't the case. I remember years of hurt that I've had to let go of. I remember Sundays going by and feeling so exhausted because my cup was so empty from pouring out into 
ministry and into people and just pouring myself out, but not being refilled by anyone. I remember years of hearing the voice of the enemy in my ear say, don't ever accept you here. No matter what you do, you'll never be good enough. And that was a lie that I listened to for years, so much that I started to speak it to myself. I would talk myself out of any kind of ministry opportunity that you could think of. I would say, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. I would say, I'm not going to apply for that job. I'm underqualified. I would say, I just won't say anything. No one will notice if I come or go anyway. Because once we let the enemy speak to us like that, and we let him get away with it, we start speaking to ourselves like that. And anxiety is no different. There have been so many times that I have allowed anxiety to speak things into me and over me that are complete lies driven by fear. Yes, I have a history of hurts, and you might have a history of hurts. And that kind of sets the pace for us to walk away from things. But we don't have to be defined by those histories because not every table is created equal. Not everyone who sits at the table are the same as those who hurt us. Not every leader is going to leave you. Not every friend is going to let you down. Not every loved one is going to break your heart. Not everyone will remove your seat. Another one of the reasons why we think we have no seat at the table is because we think our talent isn't good enough. We, like one of the servants in the parable in Matthew 25, we hide our talents and bury them deep in a field out of fear. And we often talk about him, the servant who hid his talent and what happened to him in the end. But we don't really talk much about the other servants that brought back their multiplied talents. We kind of use that parable as a don't hide your talent because then, you know, the master will reject you. I've heard that message preached so many times, but I've never really heard anybody talk much about the servants that actually did what they were supposed to do. And I'm sure that there are many ways that those servants grew their talents. The parable actually says that the one with five talents traded them and he made five more. They might have invested their talents in a project. They might have gone from door to door sharing something with others and they might have taken a risk at being rejected. But when they went back to their master with their talents doubled, they were accepted by their master. And because they were faithful over a little, the master made them overseers of much because they used everything he gave them, even when it came with risk. Yes, there will be risk of rejection and people are people and not everyone is going to stick around us forever. But if you have a talent that you have hidden, if you have talked yourself out of serving or friendships or relationships because of fear, if you have listened to that voice of anxiety and the enemy beating down on you, telling you that you're never going to measure up, and you've buried your talent in a field, there's still time for you to go and dig it up. There's still time for you to take it and multiply it. 
whatever it may be, whether it's writing or speaking or singing or creating or just being an encourager, whatever talent God has given you that you might feel like you're not good enough or worthy to have, go dig it up, dust it off and share it. Because I promise you that there is at least one person out there in this huge world who needs it. And before you know it, one becomes two. And if you're faithful over a little, God will make you overseer of much in his perfect timing. So when I think of tables, I think of encouragement. When I think of tables, I think of joy and memories made. When I think of tables, I think of people pouring into other people. When I think of tables, I see you there sitting beside me because there's room for the both of us. This podcast might be a little nugget in the podcast sphere, but if it's anything for you, I pray that it is an encouragement to you that there is room for you here. While I might have no idea where Jesus takes this podcast, I want you to know that there's room for you. There's room for your talent. There's room for your giftings. There's room for your ideas. You're not too loud. You're not too opinionated. You're not too much. You are just right being who Jesus made you to be. And there's no enemy. There's no person. There's no rejection. There's no anxiety. And there's no fear that can take that away from you. I'm going to close this episode out with prayer. And if you have a special prayer request that you would like to pray with me and have me pray over it with you um, over it, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Priscilla underscore Foster 17. I'm working on getting a profile specifically for this podcast soon. But until then, you can find me at my personal handle. And I would love to pray with you about any spoken or unspoken need that you may have in this season. So I just want to cover you right now in prayer and cover this podcast in prayer as it's the first episode. And wherever you might be, however you want to pray, please feel free to join me. Jesus, I thank you for an opportunity to meet with you today. I thank you for every listener of this podcast I thank you that you have prepared a special table of community for us, and you have a seat for us that no one but us can fit. I thank you for the unique talents that you've given us since the day that we were born. Nothing that we have is by coincidence, and Lord, help us to walk in that this year. Help us to remember that we have giftings that are specially made by you specifically for us. Help us to walk boldly in that calling that you have for our lives. I pray that the enemy against our minds would be silenced by your word. I pray that any anxiety or fear that we feel about walking in your calling would be replaced by your confidence that you give us. And Lord, help us to remember that there's always a seat at your table for us. No matter how far we run or how fearful we become, remind us that you wait patiently for us and that we can be used for the good of your kingdom in the fellowship of your people. You are good, you do good, and you work all things for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of It Is Well. We pray that this episode has brought hope to your heart and reminded you that there is nothing that can separate you from the perfect love of Jesus. We will see you next week, and we pray that you are blessed.